Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Our guest this morning is Jeff Loomis. Jeff Loomis is the Executive Director of Momentum, an organization that helps people living on lower income get jobs, learn how to start their own business, and save money for the future. Jeff has been with Momentum for 12 years and is here to tell us more about the Momentum, I would say, adventure, how helping to help Calgarians. Good morning, Jeff. Yeah, good morning, David. Good morning, Tara. Good morning. morning. Tara, you have the right for the first question. Yeah, thank you ever so much. She has bestowed it upon me. So, Jeff, um, I love what you do, love what your organization does. Can you start off by just giving us some statistics, general statistics on the community that you're working with um, to provide some context here, like starting with how we would define what low income is at this point in 2022? Yeah, so... We work in Calgary and people living all across the city and even the surrounding areas. Mm -hmm. And the common denominator of everyone we work with tends to be living on lower income. And so we at Momentum use what's called the low income cutoff, which is a federal government measure of of income in our country. And so for a single individual, that's about $22,000. For a family of four, it's about $45,000. So to put it into perspective of how little that really is. If you really think about how hard it would be for a family to be living on less than $50,000, especially with the significant rise of cost of living. So a lot mm-hmm. of the people we work with, single parents, people new to Canada that are really struggling, often in survival jobs, uh, people that are maybe on some form of benefit. Uh, so that gives you a sense of who we work with. Um. Jeff, how, how, when and how was Momentum founded and by who and, and what was the purpose behind it to, when it started? Yeah, so we're 30 years old as an organization in, in Calgary. So we have a pretty good legacy. We've been around for a while. We started as a bit of a social enterprise story. Where we had a founder who uh, really had to figure out a business model that could work to have that social impact, but figure out how it could work from a sustainable standpoint financially. So our founder was Walter Hosley and uh, he worked uh, in the role as executive director, founding executive director for about 23 years. And then I moved into the role about seven years ago. And so at the core of our work 30 years ago that continues to this day is we are looking to create opportunities for people that are struggling to be able to move forward. And so we started with a job training, which we still do. And our original program was trades training because we recognized that there were opportunities for people that were struggling, primarily new Canadians and indigenous people living in our community to be able to get a good job in the trades that could be career track. And so we've kept that program going now for 30 years and have just expanded uh, to provide different forms of opportunities, like working with people to start small business and be able to manage and save their money. And then in the last few years, we moved into technology job training as a new area of work for us. So how do you connect with the low-income families? How, how, how do you know that they need help? Yeah, the way that most people find out about our work is that it's often word of mouth. So there's someone that has gone through a program and had a positive experience and they tell someone in their community. Uh, we also get a lot of referrals from other community organizations and even from government. And then the third way is just sort of standard marketing. People may Google, get a good job in Calgary, and our website would come up as an example, uh, or start a business in Calgary, and our website may come up. So those are the ways people hear about us. And then in each program, uh, there's an intake process. 
So it depends on the program in terms of what information people need to provide us to become eligible for that program. But the easiest is for people to just check out our website at momentum.org. And then uh, depending on the program, they can go from there in terms of eligibility and getting into a potential program. Can you walk me through that process or walk us through that process where it's, okay, I'm a client. I know I'm at that low income level. I'm really struggling to provide for my family. I contact you. What is the next step and how do we move forward with knowing and determining what I need to do? Yeah, that's where we have a staff actually that leads all of our intake process. And so whenever someone calls our main line or sends us an email, it's more than likely that one staff person is who they'll end up talking to and mm-hmm. they can share a little bit more of their story and and uh, where they're at and what their hopes and dreams are. And then we can try to connect them into a program that is a fit. And then there, if there isn't something that uh, is a fit for them at this point in time, we can also then help them refer to other uh, resources in the community. What I find fascinating and I want to learn more about um, is the financial education that uh, Momentum is giving. I, I think Tara and I interviewed already at least four or five other organizations that, you know, help uh, move people from the oil and gas to tech and, you know, trades. Fascinating for me that nobody's dealing with financial education. And, and I like to, we like to learn more about what Momentum does, how you do it, how people accept it, who is well, uh, I, I would say, third parties that help you with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we really feel that uh, if you can manage your money, you can manage your life. It's a critical life skill, we believe. We also feel that there's a lot of barriers for people to be able to effectively manage their money, especially when living on a low income. So for us, we run a whole series of money management programs where people can learn about money, but we also run programs where people can actually build their savings so that as they're learning about money, they can actually earn a match to their own savings that functions as a power boost to their savings to ultimately become more financially sustainable. Mm. We really believe that without an adequate income, people can't get by, but without savings, they can't get ahead. And so that's where we're focused on. It's like your personal, um, your, your income statement side and then your balance sheet side of your life. And so we really feel that we, we have some programs where people are able to build their income. That's the jobs or by starting a business. But our financial literacy or what we often call financial empowerment work is really more focused on the balance sheet side of the equation. And how can we create that sustainability by people being able to build savings? And a lot of the people... About 60% of the people we work with in all of our financial programs, financial empowerment programs, are new to Canada. And so they they may just not know about how finances work in our country. And I, I can remember clear as a bell, there was a story from years ago. We had a, a new Canadian that we worked with, and he was from Nigeria as his home country. And when he moved here, he ended up needing to send money home to his family for hospital expenses in Nigeria. He didn't know the risk of high-cost credit. He didn't understand how like our payday loan industry works in Canada. He ended up taking out a payday loan. It was only a $400 loan. By the time he'd paid it back about a year later, he'd paid $2,400 in interest. So that's the huge amount of the debt trap that can be created. And I remember so clearly he said, I wish when I got off the airplane, when I arrived in Canada, that I knew about momentum. So we're working really hard to make sure that our programming is accessible so people can come to Momentum and and right now do a lot of our work actually virtually. But we're also working with a lot of the newcomer agencies, whether that's Immigrant Services Calgary, and they have an exciting new gateway initiative to make it a lot easier for new Canadians to connect into services, Center for Newcomers, so that 
not only can people come to Momentum, but we're also working to build capacity in the community so that some of those organizations can deliver our financial literacy curriculum right in their programming as well. So we really want to break down any barriers for new Canadians to be able to access that information and the opportunity to move forward financially. How's the um, acceptance by the people that go through the process or through the program in, you know, when, when they learn all those new, I would say, uh, business tricks or, or personal tricks to save money and, and, and to kind of, uh, do they see the value? Do they kind of cooperate or do they shy away because of their situation? I think most people that expressed interest in learning about money, they they embrace it. And the oftentimes people feel like they're, they're now empowered because they have more uh, skills and knowledge when it comes to money, but also a lot more confidence. And we measure that. People tell us how confident they are in terms of managing their money or going to a bank, as an example. So when people do come to us, they're already interested enough in trying to move forward financially that there is definitely an acceptance. And then people generally in those programs have a very positive uh, experience and they often will report that they've learned some really valuable skills and they appreciate the opportunity to be able to work on reducing their debt and ultimately building their savings. I think society would be very different if we learned these things in school. Potentially. So there's there's some value, I think, in learning about money through the school system. And yeah. I know in our as the government's been looking at updating the curriculum, they're looking at building more financial literacy into the curriculum. Uh, it's not necessarily the magic solution, though. There's some mm. jurisdictions across North America that have had financial literacy in the school curriculum for a number of years, and it hasn't made a huge difference at a population level in terms of how much people, how confident people are with their money. Oh, interesting. Most people tend to learn about money from people that are close to them. Uh, parents is the most common. And one challenge with learning about money in the K-12 system, if it's not applied, it doesn't necessarily stick. And so it's really important to be able to like practice some of those skills. And so with, you know, kids that are maybe in elementary school, they they haven't had enough experience with money to really have it be able to stick and be understanding for them and, and that will make a difference over the course of their life. Mm-hmm. There's some interesting examples where um, an organization like ATB runs junior ATB and that goes into elementary schools and people actually, the young students get to actually practice money and, and have that experience of like what it would be like to go to a bank and, mm-hmm. and what does savings really mean. So it's really important of how it's done in the K-12 system, I think, to really make a big difference. Good point. Our guest this morning is Jeff Loomis, Executive Director of Momentum. And Jeff, we have to take a commercial break. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success. It's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit cwbank.com. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs. Embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. And we are back with our guest, Jeff Loomis, Executive Director of Momentum. So, Jeff, you had mentioned earlier that you were just starting a tech training program, and you also just recently re- uh, released a tech training program specifically for women. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so we've been doing tech training for about three years, and we had really strong results in that first tech training program for Momentum. Uh, well over 70% of the grads are employed in the tech field. 
And then we're really excited that we are going to be launching later this spring our first ever tech training program for women. So it's the AWS Restart Program for Women. So it's focused on cloud computing, AWS is Amazon Web Services. And we're uh, quite excited to have some targeted program. Women are underrepresented in our tech industry. And we know that the tech industry in Calgary and in Alberta is the fastest growing job creator. So we're we're quite excited to be able to connect women that are struggling economically into those new uh, job opportunities in the tech sector. I'm fascinated by momentum. How do we tell the story in a better fashion that more people that need it and can enjoy, I would say, it's more than just, you know, get it done, but it's enjoy the benefit of being in the program. How can we help you get it to, to the audience, get it to people that need, need that? Because we know in our community, a lot of people need it, whether it's immigrants or not. Yeah. It's not just immigrants. It's everybody that is with that threshold that you mentioned, 22,000 and 45,000, which sounds to me like, how can you live like this? Yeah, that's why I would encourage people, if there is absolutely no shame in reaching out for support to move forward economically. And organizations like Momentum, we exist to try to reduce barriers and to create opportunities for people in our community that are struggling economically and that we can work with people to be able to achieve their hopes and dreams. And so when I think of some of the powerful stories of people that we've worked with over the years, we worked with, I can think of one lady that we first connected with her 10 years ago and she had only moved to Canada uh, less than a year before she came to Momentum. And she was a, a new Canadian from Mexico and she had big challenges. Her, she had to leave her husband for some really important reasons. Uh, so she was now a single mom, limited language skills. Two of her three children had some disabilities, but she had a dream that she wanted to be a homeowner. And so she did one of our financial empowerment programs where she was able to learn about money and then build her savings by earning a match savings. And she worked really hard over a 10-year period, lots of ups and downs. And uh, we stuck with her. And just late last year, she was able to purchase her first home in Canada. So it was 10 years after she moved uh, and she was able to have that dream come true. So I would just encourage people to you know, if they have those hopes and dreams and they're looking for people to walk along beside them and be part of their journey to a better future, that organizations like Momentum can be part of that story. So it's not just a program. You guys go with those people a long way. Yeah. So she was, she did our, one of our match savings programs. She went on and then did a specific home ownership program. But for a, a number of reasons with her personal life, having lots of ups and downs, she had Uh, some savings that we were essentially holding in trust for her. She hadn't been able to purchase a home yet, but she was staying in regular contact with us. She was letting us know how she was doing both during some down times in her life over the last 10 years, as well as some really positive highlights, especially from a job standpoint. And so we kept that money in trust because she stayed in touch with us. We didn't want her to lose that match savings that we had put aside because they were a match for her own savings. Um, And so we, we held it for her. And so last year, before the real estate market really, really took off, uh, she was able to put a down payment down on a house and then be able to utilize those match savings that we had been holding in trust for her for a number of years. So that's where we really try to work with people in a spirit of partnership and, and it's relational. And because she had stayed in touch with us um, and we had a good relationship when she was in the program uh, originally 10 years ago, it allowed us to be able to continue staying connected to her and 
enabling those match savings to help that dream come true. There's not a better, better, nothing better than a success story. As you've said, walking with, so they feel a support. Yeah, exactly. That's a lot of people that come to us say to start a business dream mm-hmm. that having uh, people at Momentum, whether they're staff and sometimes volunteers, to just believe in them and mm-hmm. believe in their entrepreneurial dream, that's a huge part of having that dream come true. And we provide the training so people can develop their business plan and think through their financial model. Uh, and then we provide microloans to some of those entrepreneurs so they can actually have some capital to start that business. But it is that that belief mm-hmm. in both themselves and then knowing that there's other people that believe in them that allow some of those dreams to come true. I can think of um, a, a business that I've supported uh, as a customer quite a bit, but they are such a powerful example of the resilience of some people in our community. And not only the, the, the resilience to start a business and the courage that that takes, but to also survive the business. There's mm-hmm. a business not far from here that it's owned by a husband and wife that came here from Jordan and they owned a flower shop in Jordan and they're very talented florists. But when they came here, they worked survival jobs and they were just getting by very low wage jobs, but their dream was to have their own flower shop in Calgary. And so they did our self-employment training program. We provided them a loan. They got some additional financing. They launched their business 2013. The flood happened, lost their entire inventory in the Mm. flood. Uh, they kept going. They survived that. Their business, 80% of their business, downtown corporate clients. 2015 <laughs> happens. Boom. Lose, oh my God. lose 80% of their book of business. Have to switch to more uh, individual, private, yeah. private business, and then do delivery so that it wasn't as reliant just on downtown. And they're still in business. They were able to get through COVID with a lot of the government support money that went out, things like the wage subsidy. Mm-hmm. But they are a picture of resilience. And we believed in them back in 2012 when they came to do our self-employment program and we still believe in them today. And there's a number of people at Momentum that are customers. And what is the flower shop name? Because I yeah. know people are going to be like, I want to support this couple. <laughs> yeah, uh, Yara Flowers, downtown Calgary. Yara? Yeah, so it's Y-A-R-A. Okay, I, I think they're going to get a yeah. big influx. Yeah, hopefully of- they do. Like it's, you know, <laughs> Valentine's Day just happened. So that's one of their big, big days. Yeah. But there's a lot of Momentum supporters. We have about... Uh, 40% of our revenue is from donations. We are a charitable organization. Mm-hmm. And so organizations like United Way and then private donors support us. And there's a lot of our donors that also are customers of some of the businesses like Yara Flowers. So well, that's what I was just going to ask you, because if I'm running a, a successful business um, and I'm interested in donating to the community and helping society in general and helping Calgarians, I would think this would be an excellent avenue to go down, to be able to help people. So do you provide, okay, if you want to spend $15,000, this is exactly how it will help. Do you help people understand where exactly their money goes? Yeah, we have a whole range of donors. That, mm-hmm. um, some of our donors are past participants that, you know, they may donate um, $20. Mm-hmm. And that is really meaningful. Yes. And then we have some donors that are very significant philanthropists in town that invest in us very significantly. Um, and so there's a whole range. And one thing that we always try to have our supporters feel is that even though we're a charitable organization, we want the support to feel like an investment because we know it makes a difference. It's a social return on the investment. There's no financial return to that investment. But I know one of our longtime major donors, uh, he always has said that publicly that when I support momentum, 
it does feel like I'm investing in our community. And I believe in Calgary and I feel like I get a return, even though it's a philanthropic investment, because I know that the investment helps make a difference, both at individual lives and then more broadly in our community. I noticed also on your website that uh, you guys are kind of lobbying for new uh, legislation, both provincial and federal. So what, what kind of response, feedback, do they listen? Do they kind of consider you as a player in terms of, you know, helping reduce poverty, not just in Calgary, but all over? We've been engaged with different levels of government for a number of years. And, and governments tend to uh, listen to us because we try to use evidence-based Uh, approaches to policy and policy recommendations. We tend to uh, have experience from our programs that inform our policy recommendations. And so one example that we're really proud of is that we would always hear from uh, participants that we worked with around the challenge of payday loans and high cost credit, just like the story that I shared before. That story happened about 10 years ago. And that story would not be the same if it happened now because we were part of some significant change to the payday loan rules in Alberta that about seven years ago, Alberta was the most expensive province in Canada to get a payday loan. And now with some policy change at the provincial level, we are by far the most affordable place to get a payday loan in our country. And the provincial government estimates that the change to the payday loan rules that happened saves Albertans about $10 million of interest payments every single year. And so that is huge scale of change. And we were part of trying to raise awareness of the issue of payday loans and then to bring forward some ideas of how the rules could be done better. Uh, and so that's an example where policy change can make a really important difference and is part of how we try to advance our mission. Well, Jeff, uh, no question. Momentum is changing lives. And thank you for all the heart and soul. Obviously, you're very passionate about <laughs> this. Um, and it's something I'm going to be looking into a little further as well. Jeff Loomis, Executive Director of Momentum, joining us today. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success. It's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit cwbank.com.